Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. What is up, and welcome to the Believe in San Diego State Football Podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm your host, Ryan Poole, saying, I believe in our teams. Do you believe? And wow, what a good day for the Aztecs. Just a good time to be an Aztonian, Aztecian, however you want to call it, with the big first school win ever against UCLA as the Aztecs were able to travel into Pasadena, go to the Rose Bowl, and win 23 to 14 against the Pac-12 opponent, and boy, I'm just just stoked. You know, it, it's just an awesome time to really think about it. You know, winning that first time ever against UCLA, coming in 0 21 and one. A lot of people are like, yeah, they're not going to do it. They're going to be 0 and 22 and one. But no, we took that, knocked it out of the park. Offense played great. Defense played great. 23. 14, just beautiful, beautiful game. After a week one win, we got a week two win. We're going to get a week three win. You know, actually, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but hey, let's just celebrate this two, week two win. Big time, 23-14, like I said, on the road, in enemy territory, Rose Bowl, Pasadena. Just, Just a great job for the Aztecs. So looking back at this, Aztecs, some great statistics. We're going to go over it. So later in the show, we'll talk more about stats, get in depth, a little take, go over some of my key uh, things that I talked about last week about like what the Aztecs should do to win. Maybe they're listening. I don't know. But just saying, since my podcast, the Aztecs are 2-0. Does that mean I'm directly responsible for this 2-0 start and this first win in Santa State history? Does that mean that? I don't know. I'm not saying it does not mean that. It could, but I'll let you be the judge. But then again, 23-14, big win, Aztecs. Just enjoyed the game overall. So let's uh, take a little deep dive. Well, before we take this deep dive, I'll just give you a little update what we're going to talk about today. Deep dive into that San Diego State-UCLA game. Talk about statistics, some fun facts. I'm a stat guy, love stats. But uh, also, good friend of mine, Nick Bongiovanni, will be on the show later. He was actually at this game. He traveled to it. He's an SDSU alum. He loves the Aztecs, just like me. He'll give you that firsthand fan experience. If you didn't get to watch the game or you didn't, because I believe it was on the Pac-12 network. Not everybody gets the Pac-12 network. So mostly I had to stream it myself. I don't get the channel. So I streamed the game, watched it. But he's going to give you that firsthand experience, let you know what his thoughts were, maybe a bold prediction down the road. Also, uh, Leading up, we got week three coming up. Big game, New Mexico State heading to Las Cruces. So we're going to take on that, see what we need to do to get that third win. You know, just do what we did week one win, week two win, week three win. So we're going to talk about a little New Mexico State, the Aggies, and they're coming in after a tough, tough opening couple weeks for them. So we'll get more into that later. But first, let's dive right in to the statistics of this UCLA game. San Diego State. So starting off this game, Aztecs come in, and, uh, well, UCLA gets the ball. 
they go ahead and score. And if you remember, like I said, from last week, their senior running back, Joshua Kelly, didn't play week one when they lost to Cincinnati. He was active, played week two, and uh, he came down first possession, scored a touchdown. And I was watching this game. I was like, uh-oh, this might not be uh, the best start. But then again, the Aztecs answered right back next position, scored a touchdown, tied it up. Big thing, Ryan Agnew, if you remember, we talked about one of, one of the goals for next week is to really see that passing game come alive. For week one against Weber State, he only threw for 108 yards. Offense didn't score a touchdown. We only scored six points. Yada, yada, yada. Looked bad, but guess what? Maybe we just needed to play a Power 5 conference team because Ryan Agnew really came to play 23 of 31, 293 yards for him. That is his career high. One touchdown, completed 74% of his passes. Just all around, great game for Agnew. Really built upon that subpar week one and showed that he is the guy. He is ready to lead this team to victory and uh, get more wins down the road. Just very impressed with everything Agnew had to do and uh, just a great job for Ryan Agnew. Also, last week we talked about one thing we got to do. We got to get Juwan Washington going. He was a great running back last year, got hurt, and this year, you know, week two wasn't the best for Juwan. 20 carries, 41 yards, four catches for 34 yards, a total scrimmage yards of 75, 75 scrimmage yards. And uh, one little stat like I, I like to throw, I'll call an average per touch, meaning because with the running backs these days, you can run, you can catch, you block, you kind of do it all with a lot of these running backs. He only averaged about 3.1 yards per touch. I like to see that around four, but hey, I think he could be a little bit, a little uh, hampered from that injury he had week one where he left the game kind of early but did come back. But he could be nursing his tweaked ankle a bit. I don't know, but I'm, I believe in Juwan. Our running game will get going. The Aztecs power mouth there, that offensive line is really going to pave the way for Juwan and the rest of the running backs. But when you got Ryan Agnew being able to throw the ball well, close to 300 yards, getting his career high, you know, the running game can work its way back up. But one one key statistic that I saw that I, I didn't expect at all, I know about Parker Houston, the senior tight end. He, he only had one catch for 19 yards, but he does all the dirty work too. He's a great blocker as well. But one guy, wide receiver core, Kobe Smith, sophomore. He has seven catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. And I honestly, if I'm being honest, I knew the name, didn't really know much about him. So after I'd seen that performance, I was like, who is this guy? And then not only did I wasn't quite sure who he was, if you, if you, if you saw the game or you saw or you look him up now, he wears number 92. Never in my life has I, have, I, have I ever seen a wide receiver wear a number 92. It was one of the weirdest things I ever saw. Like when I was watching the game and I saw 92 catch the ball, I was like, what, what's a defensive lineman playing wide receiver? What is he doing? Number 92 on the field. But man, was that guy just looking great. He just came to play in Los Angeles and Pasadena. Maybe it's the name, Kobe. Kobe, I don't know. There, there's a one kind of famous Kobe, I guess, that's from the L.A. area that you guys might know. But uh, Kobe Smith, seven catches, 131 yards, one touchdown. Him and Adam, it looked like they were on the same page all day. And one of his, his touchdowns that he caught, well, the touchdown he caught, he made a great play running down the field, looked quick, had great hands, 
I was just super impressed by Kobe Smith. I'm just saying that is a name to watch for. He's only a sophomore, and uh, he's a guy to look for down the road. I know I'm going to be watching at him. He stands at six foot two, 190 pounds. Uh, I'm excited to see what Kobe Smith and Ryan Agnew can do down the stretch. And the next thing that we got to like, I have to talk about, and uh, you know, I don't want to jinx the Aztecs, but one thing that's key to these first two victories through eight quarters, two games. The Aztecs have turned the ball over a total of zero times, zero turnovers. Fingers crossed. I'm not jinxing anything. Hopefully not. Maybe me saying I'm jinxing it is jinxing it. But then again, who makes up the rules of jinxing? I don't. But uh, I have to say that stat because that is exactly what you want as a coach. It doesn't matter really. Like, stat, yards are nice and everything like that. But if you don't turn the ball over, that's a huge win. And the Aztecs were actually plus two in the turnover margin which is huge, always good to win that battle. And um, let's just, if the Aztecs defense can keep causing turnovers, the Aztecs offense keep on protecting the ball, we're going to get a lot of wins this year for these Aztecs. So I'm super excited for that. And then uh, if you remember, defensively, uh, last we pitched a shutout last year. Great, last year, last week, 6-0, pitch a shutout. You can't really get much better than this. But honestly, this defensive performance, in my eyes, was even even better. We gave up 14 points, seven points in, I believe, the first quarter, seven points in the third quarter, and then the defense just shut down that UCLA offense. And a big part of that is senior linebacker Cajave Tazino. I like to call him T-Time, dude. Tazino, killer T. This guy is a real deal. He is just fun to watch. He is the monster of the Mesa, and uh, he is, I believe he's from the Los Angeles area, so... He might have wanted to really put on a show from his area, and he really did. Had a nine tackles, seven of them solo. Had a big sack in the third quarter, which led to a forced fumble, which we picked up and later on scored on our next possession in about 30, 34, 35 seconds after that, which gave the Aztecs, I believe, a 17-7 lead, and then they just added a couple more fills into that. And, uh, yeah, Tazino is the real deal. This guy... I believe will play at the next level Sundays next year. You'll see him there. This guy can do it all. A linebacker, just fun to watch. And uh, he really dominated that middle part of the San Diego state defense, really keeping uh, the offense of numbers for UCLA down. <clears throat> if you remember their offensive quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson. There we go. I actually got that name, right? So it's hard to say. So DTR, he, uh, if you remember week one, turned the ball over a lot with Cincinnati. So I knew that if we could pressure him, we could do the same thing. That's exactly what happened. Kept him under 200 yards passing. He only had one touchdown, and he fumbled the ball twice, and we actually recovered one of them. Great job all around for the defense. And I believe Tazino actually won Defensive Player of the Week for the Mountain West Conference. And I believe that's going to be the first of many this year because this guy is a beast. So much fun to watch. And uh, if you guys are watching the game, you got to keep your eye out for him. He makes big plays happen. Uh, second thing, final thing I like to talk about statistic-wise in this game is our redshirt freshman kicker, Matt Ariza. He, you know, he's just been very impressive after replacing John Barron II, if you remember him last year, who graduated, was a great kicker for us. Over like three years of production, he is a career 83% field goal kicker just a very clutch kicker, 
and uh, Matt Ariza. He has now got five field goals on the year. And uh, when you have that kicker that you feel confident, you're not going to end every possession in a touchdown. Just not realistic. But if you have that kicker, you can rely on to hit those field goals, getting those big three points. Those really add up. He scored nine points, and I believe now he has nine. Let's see, two uh, week one when one six zero. 15 points on the year as a redshirt freshman kicker. So his first two games and being able to kick field goals in the atmosphere like the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on the road. Good job from Matt Ariza, who himself, he won special teams player of the week for the Mountain West. So if he continues to do what he does, I know a lot of NFL teams, I know it's down the future, he's a redshirt freshman, but if you can kick field goals consistently, you're going to be able to easily have a job at the next level. Just another great job. Matt Ariza really taking it on. So a couple game facts that I've uh, researched, you know, came up against. Uh, I'm, I'm a big stat guy. I love stats, love facts. So like I said earlier, Ryan Agnew, he threw for a career high 293 yards, which was huge for us. Good to get that pass game going after a subpar performance week one. Good to see that the Aztecs have it in them and they can really do it, especially against a team. Well, they weren't supposed to be. They're, I believe, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs coming into this game. Also, since 2016, yeah, the Aztecs might be o, might have been 0-21-1 against the UCLA Bruins in school history, but since 2016, against Pac-12 schools, which UCLA is in, the Pac-12, the Aztecs are actually 5-1. and one. So in my eyes, that's a pretty good winning percentage, 5-1 and one against the Pac-12. That just shows the Aztecs block. We could be a Power 5 conference, but we're in the Mountain West. Took down the Pac-12 team. UCLA, you know, we got them. 5-1. and one. Great statistic. Three things that I look at really help you lead to victory. Time of possession, total yards, and turnover margin. I talked about the turnover margin earlier. The Aztecs have yet to turn the ball over. Fingers crossed. It keeps it going. But uh, plus two in that margin, always good. Adds you two extra possessions that you want to have. Also, time of possession is a huge factor in who becomes the winner and loser of the game. In this game, the Aztecs really dominated time of possession. The Aztecs had the ball for 38 minutes, 16 seconds, compared to UCLA's 21 minutes and 44 seconds. That's more than 15 more minutes. Aztecs have the ball. The more time you have the ball, the more chances you are to score, the more points you score. Guess what? The more wins you're going to get. So, Another great feat for the Aztecs offense, being able to control that T.O.P., time of possession. Also, total yards, Aztecs 373 to UCLA's 261. Over 100 yards more, just keep that up. Great job overall for the Aztecs. Before we head off to the next thing, let's hear this this little fun fact that I found that I thought was interesting for the Aztecs. So, we all know the Aztecs have been well against the Pac-12 since 2016. We got a 5-1 record, 5 out of 6. Just great job against Pac-12 teams. But over the past four seasons, the Essex now actually have more Pac-12 victories against the University of Oregon State, the Beavers. So Oregon State, if you don't know, is in the Pac-12. And uh, let's just say they play more than just six games a year against their own component, against their own conference. But uh, the Essex really have outplayed Oregon State. So, in my eyes, that, that means we can be play right with the Pac-12. But, uh, you know, we're in the Mountain West. Let's just keep dominating what we can do. But uh, I just thought that was interesting. Kind of 
More fun for the Aztecs, not too fun if you're an Oregon State fan. Whew. Boy, that was a lot of stats, but you know what? I'm a stat guy, like I said, and I could talk about stats all day. But guess what? You know, we have a guest here that spent firsthand experience at the game, going to give us his take, what he felt, how he saw it. All right, I'd like to welcome SDSU alum Nick Bongiovanni. How's it going, Nick? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Dude, I'm so glad you're able to make it. So, just saying, Nick Bongiovanni, he was at the game. He was at the Aztec game at UCLA, the first win ever for Aztecs history. Can you just tell us a little about your experience there? Well, first off, I had no idea that that was the first time State had ever beaten UCLA, so that was really cool to find out. Um it was awesome, man. We uh, A group of us is a bunch of alumni. We took the train up the coaster in the morning and got into L.A. around, I think, 1130, made our way over to the Rose Bowl and uh, tailgated for a while, which the tailgating there is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. I've never been to the Rose Bowl. And uh, it's right next to a little like par nine or I'm sorry, a par three golf course. Mm-hmm. So people park on the grass and there's like shaded trees and whatnot. We so we got the tailgate and go in there. Dude, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a good time. So how how did the show show up? Did There was a lot of SESU fans there. Oh, dude, it was crazy. I mean, I was not expecting to see as much red and black as I did. Um, and, uh, to be honest, I haven't really experienced the West Coast football atmosphere, college football atmosphere like I did. I mean, I've never been to a USC game, and I could assume it would be the same. But mm, uh, it was cool, man. There was a lot of people cruising around, a lot of college kids. It was you could tell it was their first game of the season or second oh, game. They were definitely. still in full force. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of partying going on early on. It at, was good. At the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. So I know you've been to a lot of games in your career as an Aztec fan, as an Aztonian, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, so how, how would you rank this game? You, you've been to a lot back when you were in school, outside of school. How would you put this? I mean, we're all we're all stuck with Qualcomm down here in San Diego, and I think we can all agree it's not the nicest or best stadium in the exactly, world. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tailgating there, so that's awesome. Big parking lot, but uh, it was cool, man. It was really I I like I said I'd never been to the Rose Bowl, and uh, you know it's tucked away in these mountains, and it's actually just like a beautiful area, and uh, mm-hmm. it was fun, man. I mean, as far as my SDSU football experiences go, that was probably my favorite mm-hmm. because I traveled for it. Oh, for it sure. was the first win against UCLA and i'm born and raised san diego so i have a little extra hate for any LA exactly team. exactly we yeah you know? we, we do that san diegans we love when you beat la no matter who they are i got one for you though that i was actually very it was weird it was a weird thing yeah there is a lot of people in powder blue charger jerseys interesting All and, right. they're, and they're rooting for ucla and i'm looking over at them like no dude what like what are you doing man but then i, I gotta keep remembering that they're in la now yeah that's and so true. that was kind of a mind you kind know weird so yeah. now your, your charger fans are now ucla fans as well so keep keep so, that in yeah. mind if you ever watch a ucla game all right, watch out for Charger jerseys there. All right, looking at this game, was there any like certain player that kind of like caught your eye on the field? As against a Pac-12 team, it's always tough. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my guy Matt Ariza. Uh, he's the there kicker for state. Redshirt uh, freshman, awesome. Redshirt freshman. Uh, he's actually one of my good buddies' younger brother. Mm-hmm. So we actually traveled with his family to go nice. up there. Awesome. And it was cool, man. I think he went three for three. I mean, he was getting the extra points going. Uh, yeah. I had a bet with his older brother that he'd be the top scorer of the game. And I, I think the tight end and got two touchdowns. It was close. Yeah, I believe. I know uh, Kobe Smith, the receiver, caught a touchdown. 
and a one run. I think he actually might have been the. Top I think the scorer. tight end got because he had nine points, I believe. Okay, so the tight end probably had two. I yeah. met the tight end's mom. I don't know oh, the tight end's there name. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Okay, yeah. 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 I met his yeah. mom walking there around. Nice. She was a cool lady. There we, we go. Awesome. We were shooting it for a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Matt Arizo on that oh, one. Yeah. And he's Heck been yeah. crushing it the last. And he two actually weeks. did win uh, Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week. I saw that, which was awesome. Five field goals on the year. The kid's so, a stud, man. I'm, I'm hearing he's going to be an NFL prospect, hopefully. Heck yeah, so. that'd be awesome. He's uh, I'm rooting he's for so him. So far, so good. Five field goals on the year. Yep. All right, so here we go. So you you like a Manoriza. Definitely, he's a guy to watch. All right, so now looking at next week, we got New Mexico State heading to Las Cruces. What, give me a bold prediction. What do you think is going to happen that game? Well, give me a final score. Bold prediction, and who's going to be the like the badass of that? Right. I, I, I don't know enough to give you a final score. All so right. I'm right. going to have that one. Okay, cool. Um, bold prediction. I'm going to go, my guy, Riza, is going to go five for five with a 50-plus yard field goal on the day. Ooh, I love it. That's that is my bold prediction. There we go. Just and uh, I just saw very bold, but the Aztecs are bringing home the win, obviously. Ooh, of course. All right. I love it. Well, you know, Nick Giovanni, we're so glad to have you on the show. It's good to be a fan of the show. You are now. Hey, there we go. You're an Estonian for life. Thanks for having so, me. Glad to have you. Me on, I'm come on through. Sounds good. All right, All right thank brother. You very much. We'll see you soon. All right, that's Nick Bonjavani, everybody, SCSU alum, and just awesome dude all around. I just want to thank Nick Bonjavani again for coming on, San Diego State alum, giving us that firsthand account of that big first ever win for the Aztecs against UCLA. Also, great bold prediction. Now, when I when I said bold, he gave me bold. You heard it first. Matt Ariza, redshirt freshman kicker, current Mountain West special teams player of the week. He's going five for five next week with a 50-yard to boot. And I can guarantee if that happens, we're going to have back-to-back Mountain Mountain West special teams player of the week. Well, I just want to thank you again for tuning in. Just uh, I'll uh, update on a little different places where you can check us out. You can subscribe to us, rate the show, five-star it all day, iTunes, Favorite directory, you can get us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn. Check us out on Instagram. Follow us at Twitter, at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V Podcast. Check us out. I'm excited. You're excited. Later in the week, I'll probably post a little preview show for the New Mexico State Aggies and give you a quick little rundown of what I think is going to take for us to win that game. And, uh, you know... I'm just glad to be an Aztec. And I believe that we will win. All you Aztecans out there, you know, just have a good day. Celebrate this win. Check you later. You know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.